All right. We are here. And it's What You Spin in episode 22. Uh, me, Matt, and Jake are here holding it down. Uh, we'll be talking about some great albums, as we mentioned last week. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Doing, doing good. Ready. Hell yeah. Great yeah. week, I feel like. Great week. Yeah. yeah. We kind of, with the three of us, like our albums kind of went, you know, kind of all over the place. And you brought up mm, something. Very all over the place. Yeah, something yeah. kind of interesting. The the run times of everything. Was, yeah. Both of our albums that we chose are about, you know, 30 to 40 minutes. And yours is a full hour. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like just combine yeah. the two to get the yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Some of the, it feels kind of long, my album. But it's, it's very dense. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on. But you yeah. listen like as you listen to it cover to cover, you're like that actually mm-hmm. went by. That was like one of the fastest hours of my life. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's harder to do too, especially with like shorter albums. You have to like mm-hmm. compress everything just in like ten tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll touch on some more of that oh, yeah. later down the line. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and dive into my pick for this week. Uh, we're back at Matt's place, so we do have the screen with the album cover on it. Uh, we're going with the self-titled debut from the XX. I've been underwater, breathing out and in. I think I'm losing where you end and I begin. Basic space, open air. Don't look away when there's nothing there. like indie electro kind of music it's it's another one that's kind of like hard to exactly pinpoint mm-hmm. but it does have like the indie aspect jamie xx tears it up the entire album oh, yeah. with the production side uh it's like very indie pop indie like, yes electronic kind of yeah very much so i personally love this album uh it was one of the first albums i purchased on vinyl and then when i sold it and started recollecting this was like the third one i got again so Definitely very fond of it. What did you guys have to say about it? I really liked it. I've I've heard of this like for the longest time. Not oh, when yeah. it came out necessarily, but it was because it was around a lot. Like it, I heard a lot of the songs like in like TV shows or movies or something like that or commercials. Um, and then like a year or so after, I was like, oh, okay, they have like a full album, and like that's yeah. kind of where I like found out about them. But yeah, like you said, Jamie XX, uh, like his. Like beats and production like on it is really good yeah um a lot of a lot of it is like very it's not super electronic and that's i feel like that's what makes it accessible is like a lot mm-hmm. of people got into it because of that it wasn't super crazy but it was like a little gateway into it yeah like, a little you could say like there's some aspects of it you know there's like heavy synths throughout or something mm-hmm. you know tracks like fantasy where it's just basically a subwoofer going the whole time yeah it does kind of have that electronic aspect to it from sure. jamie xs x like that's just his thing but to touch on that real quick one of the things that i find interesting is you know songs like uh nighttime having just like a straight up drum beat in it but he just produced the whole thing to where when i first heard these guys i knew who jamie xx was but i didn't realize this is where he started because mm-hmm. i had right. heard of his like stuff where he started like producing for like j electronica and shit like that mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, they must just have, like, a drummer. And then I, you know, looked him up, and I was like, oh, no, it's just a guy at a board just yep. <laughs> just smacking beats out. But Yeah, his, his other singles, like, they got really big, too. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Singing Color. Yes. That one. Yeah. That but, was the last uh, J Electronica album we got, too, wasn't it? I have to think about that. I don't, Me, too. But, yeah, a lot of it was really good. Um, it's yeah. like... With his beats, it's, like, simplistic, mm-hmm. and it's, like, minimalist, but it's, like, it sounds good in a way. Like, it's not super crazy. Like, a lot of hi-hats are, like, very drum-heavy. It's yeah. like a lot of the songs are just, like, bass lines and beats together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, like... You just kind the... of throw guitar on top of it. <laughs> it, it no, it all works really well, though. It yeah. does work really well. It, it, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was like, yeah, and then they just throw, like a very soft light guitar riff nothing yeah. too insane mm-hmm. like <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, a lot of it, it they do have those little like a small section of the song that'll have like just instrumental and you could hear someone like playing the guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And both of the vocalists play the the lady Rami or whatever her name is. She plays Ronnie? Yeah. <laughs> she plays guitar and then Oliver uh plays uh bass and yeah. they both sing as well. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like this is kind of I don't think I've heard much like this since I think it was very influential for that time when it came out in twenty two thousand nine, and it just kind of set that bar for that kind of indie, you know. Yeah, because because yeah. a lot of bands, you know, that was like oh nine. Yeah, this did kind of like set a precedent. But then into you know like two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen, we saw a massive rise in the indie rock, indie pop kind of movement. You know, mm -hmm. bands like Passion Pit started coming out, Young the Giant, and. You know, some of those bands really did have some of that electronic kind of influence in them, mm -hmm. which I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's actually a good point that you bring that up, because I, I notice that now. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Passion Pit, all of the MGMT, like they all kind of yeah. have this like, it's electronic, but it's kind of like indie, a little bit yeah. more indie-based. Well, and, and then you could also even bring up, you know, bands like uh, Two Door Cinema Club had some softer kind mm -hmm. of songs that were kind of more mellow and you know MGMT yeah. great great pull there um fuck, yeah like 2009 dang yeah. that's that's a good time too especially because at that point like dubstep and all this like house music it was starting to come up too yeah and, and so they kind of they managed to take aspects from all of the things that were kind of yeah. getting big and kind of make it this really well put like well put together well written kind of project that was its own niche at the time and is still very much you know you're not getting stuff like this i mean the closest thing you could do is like the lo-fi movement but that's more that's very beat -driven. right yeah whereas this is just it's very eclectic very soft you know mm -hmm. it is eclectic in the yeah. sense of even the album title being the roman numeral for 20 and i believe all the band members were in that age range around yeah when they made the album which is like cool little that is stamp on your album yeah right? yeah you know? just, exactly you're putting all your soul into it you know adding everything in there i think it's pretty cool yeah. yeah and they like recorded it all too in like just uh like a small like garage studio really yeah just it was uh one of the produce producers like bigger producers but it was like that little studio that was like just like kind of niche and mm -hmm. like a neighborhood yeah and matt actually showed me a picture what that showed on yeah yeah he's he has an x on the outside of the mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it's like on the side of a house like mm -hmm. basically yeah and there's a big old x yeah i thought that was i didn't know about that until matt showed it to me like an hour ago but um one of the other things that i like you guys kind of jacob you kind of just touched on this um one of my favorite things about this is the the songs all of them go someplace you know they either start off like uh vcr just starts off with that yep. little xylophone and then mm -hmm. that bass line kicks in and then the drums and and so all of them you know whether they start off with all of the instrumentation there and you know they start off big they kind of go into various places to where yep. everything will drop out but like the guitar riff say on like uh islands it's another good example of that mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I, I like that you bring that up too, and because it does have different like instruments, like the xylophone. Mm -hmm. When I reheard that again with, on VCR, like it, I don't know, it threw me back to like being in like school. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> yeah. I can play this, like you know, yeah. it's very like simplistic, and but it sounds like so fucking good. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, it leads into a guitar, and then it leads into more like beats. Yeah, and um, one thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, I kind of talked about fantasy a little bit to where it is just that womp throughout and then like it has the the guy has like that weird little like two bars of singing at the beginning and then it goes into that really deep bass sound mm -hmm. and then the guitar comes in at the very end and what yeah. the guitar is doing it's playing a riff that alludes to the next song on the album which is shelter and it, oh, the guitar riff that he's playing is the same kind of harmony and melody that the chick vocalist is singing on Shelter for the verse. Mm. And so just like when we brought up Enema and I talked about Intermission into Jimmy, uh, Jimmy oh, yeah, huh? it's the same thing. I was listening yeah. to this this week and I was like, no shit. I was like, it just it perfectly. <laughs> and then it literally 
fantasy cuts off and shelter starts and she starts singing and it's that same melodic run like the same scale or whatever Dang. and yeah. i don't think i caught that <laughs> but it's, it's impressive cool that like they kind of like foreshadow that right i love when an album does that you know to where it'll something like super small and it'll be like hey here's the next song and we just foreshadowed the fuck out of it you know right. <laughs> but, uh there's it's like i don't know this album i like i said means a lot to me there's a lot going on but it all is kind of the same you know and it's it is you know they they have songs like intro on there that got huge i think that was in like nike and apple commercials back mm-hmm. in the day yeah uh, it was around too like the olympics and mm-hmm. like I remember it being on Top Gear at one point. Yeah. And one of the, like, specials, because they had specials. They'd go to, like, uh, Burmese or, like, Africa. Oh, damn. And I feel like one of them was in that one, like, 100%. Damn. I think it was. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was around a lot. Yeah. And so, like, songs like Intro and Crystallized was huge off of this album, too. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those, you know, bands that's kind of flash in the pan. Like, they haven't put an album out in almost six years. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right. their last album came out in 17 and like I couldn't tell you why I thought to listen to this full album because I had heard intro and I was like oh that's bitchin mm-hmm. and then I heard a remix someone did and they took Touch the Sky by Kanye West took the vocals off of it and put it over intro oh, because it's just an instrumental it actually works really well together and I was like listening to it listening to intro a shit ton like my senior year of high school and I was like let's see what this whole album's about and then it was one of the first vinyls i bought and this was like my studying album i would just put this on and like write essays yeah. or do math homework type of shit that's cool yeah and i feel like I, you, that could work because it kind of makes it feel kind of like creative in a sense when i listen to it like mm-hmm. it's right it's very like motivating to do something i feel like because mm-hmm. it's not super crazy it's like yeah it's very mellow very like vibey that you kind of feel good when you're listening to it and it's it is almost it's perfect background music yeah you know? it is it's I like you know you just put it sure. on and go and do whatever like mm-hmm. you could even like sometimes me personally like it all depends on my mood for the day but i'll drive to anything fuck anything that we've talked about on this podcast most of it i listened to when i was driving yeah. um but this one this week i don't know why i kept playing it like on the drive to work and I was like, it's just like a nice mellow start to the morning, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's it's really great in any of its, uh, any setting that you play it in, there's someone that's going to be like, that's, that's some good shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as the title of this podcast suggests, What You Spinning, uh, we got to talk about the vinyl release. This is probably one of the coolest things about it, is that the sleeve is white, and you pull it out. It's just hollowed out. And it's hollowed out. It's very mm-hmm. cool. Which I thought was cool. It's like, and you know, there's nothing on the back, just it's just like simple white sleeve mm-hmm. goes right in to create the album cover. I did it before Kanye did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to show that, and yeah, I'm I'm glad that you guys uh, that oh, you guys yeah. liked it. Yeah, to yeah, me, it's I've, a classic. It's a staple. oh, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. been around and it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah it's like very good introduction like to in that indie electronic Mm. kind of yeah and it's a good representation like when i was listening to this and you know i brought it up last week you know for this week i was like when did this come out because i can never remember if it was 2011 or before and i was like shit this came out in 2009 yeah and it does it is very much just and i feel like it didn't get the recognition like any recognition until like three years after Mm -hmm. and but I love it. Uh, what about top threes for y'all? Start off, Jacob. What you got? <laughs> um, it's, there's like, all right, I'll do a top three. If I'm going to do a top three, I'm doing Islands. Because mm-hmm. I love that guitar on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that ending guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Basic Space. Mm-hmm. Um, basic Space. And then I want to go intro just because it's, it is an intro dude. yeah like it hits you mm-hmm. like when you hear it for the first time right because it's and then it you it's iconic kind of in a sense mm-hmm. it's so been around for so long and every time that you hear it it's like an epic moment right um but that that'll be my honorable mention okay <laughs> okay um i'm gonna go infinity Ooh, like infinity nice nice that's kind of a curveball yeah okay. a lot of them but i like this album because it's very mm-hmm. different sometimes it's very 
vocal heavy and there's a lot of vocals and then there's instrumental tracks yeah so that are damn near instrumental through the whole thing yeah. or you know like intro yeah right but i liked uh, some of your picks you know basic space was one of my top uh, islands another mm-hmm. one with a guitar and crystallized i think was another yeah. favorite mm-hmm. uh, honorable mention be nighttime yep i oh, like i just nice. i can't get over like nighttime when like the guitar starts getting a little more intense mm-hmm. and then that hi-hat comes in and then it's just just going it's just that's a bitching song that one like islands and uh you know some other tracks off of this were like my favorite for mm-hmm. the longest time and then i listened to this again this week and i was like fuck nighttime is actually such a banger oh, yeah. i was like that <laughs> song actually goes so hard mm-hmm. uh, so that being said nighttime's my honorable mention uh it didn't quite break the uh top three for me uh three heart skipped a beat just okay love that like her vocals are so like smooth on it you know yeah and then Number two's Islands, and number one has been my favorite song since the first time I listened to it, uh, Basic Space. Yeah. Yes. Um, do we have any final thoughts on her? I'm just glad you brought him up, because I'd never heard him before, and it's, you know, it's got all the elements that I like about ambient music. Yeah. You know, it's just I figured... subtle guitar, mm-hmm. bass, and then, you know, the vocals that are here and there, but just a great find for me I'm yeah a fan, i know? i was this was one that i brought up that i was like matt's really gonna like this yeah. based off of like you know you bringing up like sigur Rós yeah. and i mean shit even the brian eno album mm-hmm. i was listening to and i was like nah matt's gonna love this i was like yeah. <laughs> i was like matt'll really get a kick out of this yeah, I enjoyed it a lot i'm glad that you did well that was xx by the xx uh their debut from 2009 which was my pick for this week we will be right back to talk about the next one we just wrapped up Nobody talking about. Fucking <laughs> 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 hate you! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Jake's trying to get me to break. Uh, fuck. Well, we just finished talking about my album uh, for this week, which was uh, the XX debut album. We're gonna go ahead and dive into Scumbag Jake's uh, for this <laughs> week. Scumbag. What did you pick for us, pal? Uh, yeah. So this week, some hip hop. Um, the Underachievers, uh, Evermore, The Art of Duality. See no future in my past acts Bag strapped fit me listen had no pad packs Bad stats in my school mom and dad's bats So what's a youngin to do when cops flash badge? I mean I always had a knack for rap Ill map ready to die except a retract Feel trapped put on a track you feelin' relaxed I just wanna do the same shit with my crap Um this album is their fourth album? Yeah I believe, yeah, I believe so They had like two mixtapes um, Lords of Flatbush and then they had uh, Indigoism this one came out Cellar Door yeah and then this is like their fourth one I think it came out in 2015 Um, yeah Issa Gold and AK The Savior like two really like up and coming uh, hip hop duos that yeah they really changed the game they like flipped the switch yeah it happened a lot and especially around this time frame there was a lot of like different types of hip hop and Mm -hmm. this kind of fell into like the psychedelic hip-hop mm-hmm. you could say like acid rap in a sense like, yeah but this came out around the same time that asap rocky mm-hmm. he came out with an album uh, that was at long last asap came uh-huh. out in 14 i believe yeah so yeah right around that same time frame yeah and like a lot of you see a lot more up and coming of like this psychedelic mm-hmm. like experimental hip-hop Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's a fantastic album. Um, what uh, what's your thoughts on it? It blew my mind. Like it was a great introduction to hip hop that I've never listened to, mm-hmm. you know, or been a part of, you know, just because I had my own, you know, mindset of like what I listened to. So having this album, you know, thrown at me, it was just it was an eye opener. You know, I love the concise lyricism. Mm-hmm. If uh-huh. I can hear you rapping and like saying your line, like 
that's huge for me. If like if your mumble rapping, yes. I'm just gonna turn it off. So right, yeah. These guys are concise and they're talking about you know growing up and going to high school and dealing with drugs and like growing up and all the things that we all deal with. But like they mm-hmm. just you know they put it all out there. And it's mm-hmm. really fun to listen to. Yeah. Like you said, it's like a psychedelic hip hop, you know, acid mm-hmm. rap in a sense. Yeah, um, a lot of the stuff that they're rapping about too, it's like, excuse me, very positive messages and like mm-hmm. very influential mm-hmm. to like someone that's like growing up. Because like when I I heard this like in high school, just through like friends that would also listen to it, and it was kind of eye opening, like in a sense. Yeah, it's like it's it's not so much as these like hip-hop nowadays that's like oh i got money mm-hmm. i get this i got this like and these guys kind of you know and it's and just to, sorry just to touch on that real quick it's kind of weird how rap music started out as very much that you know like talking about gang banging and like getting money and then it kind of deviated away from that mm-hmm. you know with like the rise of like tribe and de la soul and then it wasn't about that and then nowadays it is very much that again you know like you listen to guys like migos you know yeah. all that kind of stuff and then so to have you know artists like the underachievers and everyone that's a part of beast coast you know still kind of doing something that shies away Mm -hmm. from that very mainstream kind of Mm -hmm. braggadocious kind of because it it is very you know psychedelic talks about you know doing psychedelics but it is also very like this is a very introspective album Mm -hmm. you know which was that's a good way to put it. it which was almost you know and especially for like these guys, even when this came out, weren't very prominent in the rap game, and still kind mm-hmm. of aren't. And so to be, yeah. you know, to have an album like that where they get very introspective mm-hmm. and you know talk about their past like that is fucking unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were both around like their mid twenties when they when mm-hmm. this album came out. Like I think twenty four ish. Okay, twenty three, twenty four. It's a good time to get introspective and you yeah. know kind of realize you're a fuck yeah. up, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But like you said, their lyricism, like they're, I feel like they're a little bit, you know. They're grown up for being that yeah. young and talking mm-hmm. about oh, yeah. things like that they've talked about. You know? A lot of a lot of their lyrics. Um, I mean, you could go on and off and citing lyrics because they're mm-hmm. so deep and like mm-hmm. so meaningful, mm-hmm. right? Um, like what they're rapping about, and that's what's that's what's unique about it because their name, the Underachievers. Like mm-hmm. uh, initially, I think AK or no Isa, yeah, Isa Gold. It was his. That was his name, the Underachiever. Oh. Um, but then when he linked up uh, with AK, mm-hmm. that's when they became like both underachievers. Like, oh, okay, that's it, cool. The name kind of is because they, yeah, they do like smoke a lot and they do psychedelics and they trip, and that's kind of seen as like underachieving, you mm-hmm. know, like in society. Sure. So that's why they chose that name, and then it's very different to what they're actually rapping about. You know? Right. That's cool. No, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these guys, same thing. Another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, Beast Coast. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about that. um, How this was very big for that movement. Mm, Um, Very much so. East Coast, like uh, New York kids, and like, because they're from Flatbush. Same Mm -hmm. thing with Flatbush Zombies. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like very, very moving to hear this going on, like Mm -hmm. in the East Coast rap scene. Mm -hmm. Like, very different to what West Coast was putting out. Yeah, and well, even in that time frame, you know, from what, like fucking 2012 to 2015, the stuff that that collective was putting out, you know, like we were talking right before we started rolling the camera, uh, you know, 3001 had come out by Flatbush Zombies, Before the Money by Joey Badass had come out, and then mm-hmm. this, and it's like, you get you get like a three-year span where three fantastic albums that perfectly, in my opinion, represent like the new age of East Coast hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of go the anti, it's like, it, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but the anti-Atlanta movement, you know, because like I had said, those guys like Migos, you know, the Atlanta and like Florida, that scene very was trappy, pop, very yeah, very trap heavy, mumble mm-hmm. rap heavy. And then it's like, fuck all that. Let's get real and let's get introspective and, you know, talk mm-hmm. about what's at, like, what's going on, you know, because a lot yeah. of the, and I think the reason why this album in particular and Beast Coast has gotten so popular is like, I, I mean, shit, when I was that age, you know, I was smoking weed and, you know, listening to rap music. And I and so it's kind of like something that you can uh, almost relate to uh-huh. in a way, you know? Yeah. A lot of the lyrics that are on it, it's, yeah, very deep. Uh, it's insane. Like, and they do a lot of, um, you know, they shout out. Um, the first song on... Uh, on this album, Rain Dance. Mm, beautiful um, song. Talk about the intro, first yeah, off. Yeah, um, But the lyrics, uh, he says, 
I mean, I was I always had a knack for rap, Illmatic, Ready to Die, etc. Tracks. Like, you know, he's talking about hip hop. Uh, a lot of the yeah, man, a lot of the lyrics on it are insane. Uh, Chasing Faith, that mm. was one of my favorite songs for the longest time. Because yeah. just of what it was talking about, like two different sides, like mm-hmm. what are you gonna choose? Like mm-hmm. one leads to this, other one leads to this, but either way you're losing something. Yeah. Like it thinks about, like it makes me think about the album cover too. Right. Cause it's like very light-sided and the other one is like kind of darker and like mysterious. Um, shout out to the album cover too. It's. I feel like it's a, like an acoustic yeah, electric album too. Yes. That's like kind of cut in half and they kind of divide it. Mm-hmm. Both sides. You the first half it. is like more kind of uplifting, kind of mm-hmm. the second side. You you hear a little bit of a trap music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like illusions. Yeah. Uh, and in the second half, it, it does become a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, even the vocal delivery on it, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're really getting at it in that second half. And, and yeah. it's like, you know, the three of us we were talking this week is like, this is a textbook fucking concept album. You know, yes. it's got the first half, the intro, and then it's like... Uh, what's the the second where it's like part two like uh oh yeah um shit i know you're talking about yeah 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 uh so you get stuff like that to where and you phase one and phase two yeah reincarnation phase two and i have to flip it over to (laughs) that's cool that it does that yeah that's what's cool cool about this album too that is really cool Mm -hmm. it's like front and like bottom to top i guess and same thing with the backside. it's uh like a city like metropolitan like metropolis and then the other side is just uh it falls with the first theme that it's just like very galaxy. spacey yeah, yeah. Very, it's fucking the album cover first off is what draws people's attention cause yeah you know, if, you, if you don't listen to the music you see the album and you're like whoa like that shit's pretty crazy um i mentioned to you guys there are other album covers um this one's one of my favorites and i could show you guys it because just look at that cover yeah, I remember you that probably one. Show that's that, even but crazier than this one. Yeah, yeah right? Right? like superheroes, yeah. and there's like that's buildings really cool. and like statues floating mm-hmm. around them because it's kind of like collapsing into yeah. each other. Like it's very creative and very yeah introspective. Mm-hmm. Like it's very thought of. Like and it's yeah, a lot of thought goes into it. You could say making a making an album a full release and a full package. You know, like really putting that time and effort into making. You know, even the fucking fact that you had to flip it either yeah. way in order to see what the track list is, that's unheard of still. Mm-hmm. And what's go up? No, go you go. Oh, I was going to bring up a cool fact. Um, what's it? Flying Lotus. Yeah. Uh, when he signed them, mm-hmm. he, he heard, he flew him out because he had heard of them and he flew mm-hmm. them out to LA. Um, and the first time he heard of them, apparently in like 20 seconds, he signed them. Like, of the first Damn. Time. Yeah, when they put a song for him to listen to, like, the first 20 seconds, he was like, all right, I'm signing you guys. Jesus. Yeah. That's unreal. That's actually pretty legit. Yeah. And... Flying Lotus, that is yeah. pretty... That's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from, like, Flatbush yeah. in New York, like, it's very, you know, the area over there, the scene, and then for you getting an opportunity like that, like, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. happening like that, like... Yeah. It's unheard crazy. of. Yeah. Uh, you kind of mentioned it because I told you that Illusions is probably still my favorite Underachievers song. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that second part, I don't know who it is, like it's a philosopher talking, and he's like, uh, just as your heart beats without anyone's permission, so your mind thinks without anyone's permission, and then it kicks in, and who is the one on the second part of that, where he's like, uh, who put the God inside That's you, Isha. check in, yeah, Issa, yeah. where he says, who put the God inside you, check inside your mirror. Uh, and yes. then goes on to say like you're connected to the social placenta and shit i'm like mm. dude the first yeah. time i heard that and i was like fucking 19 i was like what yeah what the <laughs> fuck dude <laughs> and i just i, I yeah that was yeah, a once that, a day song for me at the time his delivery <laughs> in that too Issa gold like he knows what he's saying means something like mm-hmm. he's saying it like it's with so much power it's yeah fucking crazy you hear that a lot with Issa gold i love him mm-hmm. um as a as he's a, a good MC, he's, he's a good a lyricist good. you know yeah. one of my favorite lyrics in, from him on uh, I think it's Shine on Gold when he talks about addiction addiction leads to depression and in depression you're taught some lessons if you listen then keep on pushing then the solution cause evolution I'm just like yeah god damn there's cool end, rhymes dude there is yeah. endless freaking quotes yeah. on this thing dude we one could have a whole episode just dissecting the lyrics <laughs> yeah, behind right, this album right. 
there's one that I wanted to take because I thought was real interesting on a what track is this hold on go away <laughs> alright well it's uh, the duelist that's what it is yeah that beat on the duelist oh dude so, so good. good but um he says every second camera pressing enjoy the moments you blessed with instead of Instagram flexing we all evolve so don't sweat it yeah that it's line like, it's like you know kind of live in the moment like mm-hmm. be present be there like that's it's very, oh, dude, I don't know about it. The lyricism on it is... It's wild. very good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is good. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's... Yeah, oh, fuck. There's just... It, everything from the lyricism to the way they deliver it to the beats that they chose, like mm-hmm. on Star Signs, that synth yes. beat in the beginning of it is just like, good God. Yes. Um, illusions and allusions, how they're very different. Like, mm-hmm. illusion is a lot more in your face and it's like has some trap aspects and illusions it's a lot more like thinking about it and yeah like, it's yeah man it's so creative and yeah like it's a perfect like concept album mm-hmm. like yeah and the fact that either of those tracks you know you get illusions at the first half and then you get illusions at the second half mm-hmm. really and they really do you could almost like just say you could show somebody just those two songs and be like and they would either a think that it's off of two different albums or they would be like yeah this is like two different sides to mm-hmm. a project because they are so fucking polarizing like just they're so polar opposite almost to where yes. it, and it's unreal to me that they managed to perfectly do that on an album you know be like we do this but we also do this and we have enough material to make an hour long album Right. Showing, showcasing both of those like the sides. two different sides, yeah, exactly. And I just, God, dude, yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't listened to this in a minute since, and then you brought it up, and I was like, listening to all of it, and it immediate, immediately just took me back like six, seven years. Yeah. I was like, fuck, man, yeah, great yeah. thing. The great after thing. school activities. Oh yeah, the extracurriculars yeah. for real. <laughs> no, these. I feel like the underachievers are a little bit more of like the underrated in that beast coast movement absolutely yeah um and you could see why because they're like the stuff that they're rapping about it's like very conscious and it is very thought of but yeah another cool thing uh because i've i've been a fan of these guys for the longest um their second to last album came out on my birthday in 2018 nice that's cool yeah that's legit and it was it was such a badass like because i saw on the feed that it like came out and I'm like oh okay like this album just came out and then I looked at like when it was released and it was the day of my birthday I was like oh shit that's tight fucking nutty um After the Rain good album too yeah but yeah a lot of a lot of their stuff it's very very psychedelic Mm -hmm. very experimental in a way like of hip hop that it's very kind of out there Mm -hmm. Um, especially their older stuff their older stuff is banging dude super good albums oh yeah um but yeah that's uh that's them. What are you guys' uh, top three, if you guys had to say? Uh, so I have two honorable mentions. Two? So I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I had, I had one as my top three, and then I scratched it out and put in my top third, and then I was like, fuck, I could really. So Chasing Faith or Star Signs are Ooh, good honorable okay. mentions for me. Uh, number three for me is The Duelist. Nice. Love that track. Uh, number two, Shine All Gold. And number one is Illusions. You know, mm. like can't mm-hmm. top that for me that's mm-hmm. i forget i was gonna bring it up but there's a lyric on illusions that it's like it's pretty much saying like spark your fire that's in you mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. everyone has like this spark up the fire inside your soul yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah <laughs> but yeah it's like the lyrics on that song like it's saying that everyone has this like positive energy they just gotta like mm-hmm. you know bring it out it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's but yeah go what were you saying then you're illusions is my number one. Oh, that's your number yeah. one okay yes. Yeah, that's that's a good number one. Uh, for me, Shine All Gold, just that mm-hmm. was my introduction to the album and like all the lyrics in that that track are just there's just so many good lyrics. It's, yeah, it sets the tone. It's like an acoustic track in a sense. Uh, I like Take Your Place. It's got like an opera kind nice. of vibe yes. to it. Yes, uh, the Brooklyn Way. Oh, and yes. my, my honorable mention is We the Hope. Just, we the Hope. Yeah, it's like, another nice. good one. A good anthem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that you went for like a little bit more of the mellow and yeah acoustic yeah. sounding because mm-hmm. they're a lot of these songs on on this album man they're very 
I mean, all of them are really good. They're honorable. All of the songs are honorable. Exactly. Yeah, they don't make it. And they go, I like just the diversity of every Mm -hmm. every track. Yeah, the beats are very, very distinct, very different. Um, If I had to pick a top three, it's very hard for me. (laughs) But I'm picking The Duelist. Yep. Um, In no order. The Duelist, um, Illusions. I fucking love Illusions. Um, I really want to say Illusions also, Mm because that song is fucking banging it's really hard um chasing faith is that the lyricism on that and then yeah i'm just saying it i'm just saying more tracks like i'm just just going like (laughs) no order right i'm like 10 songs in um rain dance i really like rain dance yeah that intro is i'm glad that i'm glad that that's the snippet you chose yes i was really curious every every week when we do these albums you know i listen to them and you know we all like each other's albums for various reasons yeah but I'm always interested, based off of what I take away from the album, what your guys' snippet is, mm-hmm. like what you're going to choose for that, because it's like, that's like your stamp of like, hey, this is the, if I were to show anybody this album, this, and you know, this would be my favorite song to show yeah. them, you know, so I was kind of surprised, I was like surprised, but I was like, ah, uh, yeah, no, that's a good fucking pick. Yeah. But, the fact that that's the first song on the album, mm-hmm. it's like your introduction, like, oh, whoa. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're into Two it. different sounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? Uh, well, great pick, man. As always, great picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Evermore, The Art of Duality by Underachievers, which was Monsieur Jake's pick for this week. We will go ahead and get right into Matt's. Yo, Matt, yes. <laughs> My weird album. My, My weird I don't know why. I don't have necessarily an order that I write with because I'm just flipping pages but yours yeah. was the first one that I made notes to <laughs> yes and then I did Dorian's and then I did mine heck yeah where'd you get this album at? like in like where did I find the artist or just buy the album? Uh, where'd you buy it? I bought yeah. it at Moon Rocks okay nice you know, you got extra copies? Or? She didn't know. But I feel like this Did is she one have of the rare ones that's produced. What's it called? It's it's a green album. There's like a person on it. I forget, but it's around, I think it's like earlier than this one. Is it Brian Eno? Yeah, Brian Eno, but it's... Um, the one I wanted to do was a different album. Uh, and maybe this is the one you think it's called Another Green World. But it's really hard to find. Yes, this, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah that's, like that's the one. That's the one I wanted this is to the do. First, yeah, this is that's... the first time that I heard of him. Okay, I heard of him from there, and then I heard of him from a different song. That was the album I wanted to do, but I couldn't yeah. find it. I was like, "Fuck!" Go with this one. Goddamn, we started early. That's Dorian. hilarious, dude. <laughs> that's right. We started early. We're we're uh, still rolling right now. We started early. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, I, know, I, clicked, I clicked on it. Oh, okay, cool. Where did yeah. you Where did you come across that? Or like, how did you stumble on that album? Um, one of my. Funny enough, so the first time that I heard of this was with that album, uh-huh. like, but the first song that I heard, um, Third Uncle. Oh, yeah. That's... Third Uncle. Okay. Funny enough, one of my uncles, <laughs> he was playing that mm-hmm. when I showed up to uh, uh, to his place, and that was the first, not even knowing it myself, that was the first like introduction that I had to, to Brian Eno. Really? Hmm. Yeah. And it's and that song is really popular too. It's like one of his bigger. Third album. I, I think I feel like it's on a You've different album. You've definitely heard it. It's yeah. on a different album. It right? is. Yeah, it's a different album. It's but that, that taking, album taking that, uh, Tiger about Mountain by Storm and then Bajas did a cover of that song too. Yes. Yeah. We got really popular. Yeah. And now we're just gonna nerd out forever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, awesome. as they uh, kind of <laughs> already started in, which is perfectly fine. Uh, why don't you introduce to the people what we're talking about? Yes, yeah, so we're gonna go with uh, Brian Eno, Before and After Science. From 1977. Love that album. Great album. Yeah. Um, let's start over. With the oh, back. shit! Cut, cut, cut. Technical difficulties. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta put in the uh, the buzzing. Uh, it's like, oh, dude, I should. That's hilarious. Dwayne, that's what you're editing next. <laughs> put in the uh, the TV static when you're switching channels. Yeah, that it's right. like... <laughs> error, error. I've been trying to find the... Uh, another Green World album, and it's all like 150, 180 oh, songs. Yeah, I asked House Records to look out. They're like, "Yeah, we're, we're probably not gonna find it, but we'll let you know." If you tell them, will they like order you stuff? Mm-hmm. They will order anything they can find. 
That's dope. That's how I got that Incubus album. Oh, okay. But if they can't play it, it'll be like, no. Nah. And at that point, you're like, well, Discogs can help me. Yeah. But I think a lot of po- at that point, you're just going with different pressings that are made in the UK or Germany mm-hmm. or something like that, which is fine. You get on vinyl, I don't give a shit where it's pressed. Right, yeah. I exactly the same. But yeah, that was, that was the first time I. That's a right. That's cool. Because that album has a lot more instrumentals on it, which it I, does, that's yeah. what I was looking for. This one has a few, but. Alright. Who started? No, just keep going. Okay. Here. <laughs> Sweet. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian Eno, 1977. I. That's the last album that he did before he went into his ambient phase. So um, he kind of, you know, strayed away from the lyricism, which in this album, the lyrics are just kind of just there. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of the, the song structure and the instruments used and the guest musicians that he has on this album. Yes. That's what the album's about. The lyrics are just kind of there for whatever reason. Um, it's a very eclectic album for 1977. You know, songs are, you know, a little slower. Uh, Instrumental, but then you got songs like King's Let Hat that are very like, which are fun to listen to. Um, I've been a fan for a long time based on some of, the, of his other works and his other uh, collaborations. But what'd you guys think? I yeah. I loved it. It it did. It was kind of it was very diverse, but it had songs you know kind of like King's Let Hat that that did have that very much that 1977 kind of feel to it mm-hmm. as as well as you know other other tracks you know like Spider and I mm-hmm. you know where it was very ambient and slow and the instrumentation that he uses on it and just the backing music to it it, it is kind of you know some of the lyrics like the lyrics didn't really stand out to me mm-hmm. per se but it was yeah. it was really the song structure and mm-hmm. And how it was written, and you know everything like that. It very great, very good album, very great pick. Honestly, yeah. um, there's a lot of a lot of different like artists that they had on this. Yeah, a lot of guest musicians from Roxy yeah. Music. Uh, Phil Collins is yeah. on here as a drummer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what like, the fuck? Like, yeah, right. Before Genesis or during during Genesis? Genesis yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he just yeah. wow. And yeah, a lot of different artists. I was yeah. looking at the list. I was like, "Holy shit!" They had this many people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very King, talented. And King's Lead Hats is, a, I guess, an anagram for Talking Heads because yeah. Brian Eno worked with Talking Heads a lot. No shit. Did a lot of their albums. And produced. that was how I knew because you and I were talking about this before Jake got here. Uh, we were talking about Brian Eno, and I was like, "I've heard of him somewhere." I was like, "Was he in anything before?" And you had mentioned Roxy Music, and then you were like, "But he did produce like the first three Talking Heads albums," mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's where I know him from." is mm-hmm. because I had read up on that. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of like my first deep dive into a full, like fully diving into a full Brian Eno project. Mm-hmm. God damn, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that this was kind of his last one that had music like this on it before he started doing like more eclectic, ambient, instrumental stuff is pretty cool. I want to go listen to that other shit though too because that yeah. sounds entertaining. Like, yeah, we, we were talking about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had it up, but I... But I forget about it but that green album uh, another green world mm-hmm. that's also like one of his like more mm-hmm. like i guess influential mm-hmm. albums that he did that it was like very big okay i mean it came out a couple years before this Correct. this album yeah. um but yeah you hear him uh he also worked with uh u2 yeah coldplay mm-hmm. yep um a lot of different artists that he produced for in a couple films i feel like mm-hmm. okay um but yeah he's He's like a very talented. I think he got like in some hall of fame or whatever. What the hell? But yeah, he that... did uh, two of David Bowie's albums, Heroes. Yes. Oh, okay. And the Low album. He's produced on those. Damn. So, so he's done huge, a lot of yeah, shit. Huge David mm-hmm. Bowie album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why like this is so diverse and has so much going on. I guess is mm-hmm. because you know I mean or I guess it's a good 
like foreshadowing to hey yeah he put this album out and then go look at what else he ended up doing afterward right mm-hmm. and he wasn't really a musician when he was with roxy music he didn't have any formal training he was just kind of the the guy in the back making all the sounds and you know learning <laughs> yeah. about the synthesizers and all the things that were coming out in the, uh-huh. the early late 70s damn and so he would like classify himself like with all these other musicians that are classically trained and have been doing this for years like i'm, I'm not a musician yeah mm-hmm. just, i'm just a guy and so he like alienated himself a little bit <laughs> yeah and i think that's why he kind of branched out on his own it's like hey i can do other things i can you know write music and i can do other things as well so Interesting. It's a really cool artist. Well, obviously, he can produce for some of the best artists we, we all love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Especially some of his other... Because, yeah, like you guys have said, this is like one of his last albums that he had with a lot of different instrumentation where before he went like very ambient and very like... Not moody, but it's like very... It is mo- definitely moody, for it's sure. It's kind of moody, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's new stuff. It's like very, very mellowed out yeah. and very... Like very different to what it's like dinner music. You can put in the background right? when you're listening to, the, yeah. you know, when you're making dinner or like having a, a meal with people and conversing or just in the background. Mm-hmm. A lot of the songs, you know, and a lot of some of it will like sit there and catch your ear. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was listening to this while I was just at work doing my doing my thing, and you know, it, I was able to you know pick something out from every song that I liked, mm-hmm. and then there were some times where I would just like you know kind of treat it as background music just doing my thing and then like I think the first time I listened to it Backwater came on and I was like okay I was like this is I don't know why but I fucking love that song I love it <laughs> yeah. I feel like cheesy as hell yeah, yeah. water yeah. like I don't know why but it's just like I was sitting there I was like uh. it's like I think it's that bass in the beginning of it I was like damn this is actually pretty cool I don't know why but I liked it and yeah. so it had those moments to where it could be very much like you could just have it as background music but there's gonna be something at some point that'll catch somebody's ear mm. yeah for sure I like the first song uh what is it? Uh, no one receiving. Yeah, mm-hmm. no one receiving is very good. Yeah, no one receiving that first. I think it's a great starter to the album mm-hmm. that it kind of shows that because he he's singing on it, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's his vocals. That's his vocals. Yeah. yeah, which he's not a great singer. He's just kind of out there doing his thing. And just oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Backwater. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is. It is very cheesy thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't fucking care. No, it's great. I love that, <laughs> I love that song. He has a he has a lot of songs that he's singing on. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that song, uh, Kingsley Hat. That was one of yep. the singles that mm-hmm. he did for this song mm-hmm. or for this album. Um, Kurt's, what did, what did you guys think about Kurt's Rejoinder? Like that song. Yeah. It had a when it first came on, I was it had a very like PlayStation One like Crash Bandicoot kind of vibe to it. <laughs> yeah. I was like. All right, I was like, let's go. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I just imagined like fucking Crash, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one with like the accordion on it, right? You yeah, get, like, the accordion in it. Yeah, and it just starts out and it's just like super, <laughs> like just going. I was like, shit, okay. Yeah, where's Crash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's peaches. Yeah, exactly. It just it, well, and then exactly like you get songs like you know that backwater that was probably like very radio radio friendly and then you get stuff that's just kind of out there like kurt's rejoinder and mm-hmm. it's you know i'll have to dive into other projects from him because i really haven't other than the stuff that he's produced mm-hmm. to kind of see how it all sounds because i feel like this is very like i've said multiple times it's very diverse and kind of shows that he is multifaceted and it surprises me that he wasn't really a musician he was just a fucking synth dude mm-hmm. yeah he's just back there he uh uh, kind of, after, I think after Roxy, when he got in his own, he got these. Uh, he started drawing up these uh, cards that he'd bring into the studio with him. They were like oblique strategies, and so if you guys were in like a, a writer's block or they were in the studio and they couldn't figure out what to do, he'd have these cards like, you know, go outside for five minutes or just like just random shit. Like mm-hmm. all these albums, this one, Another Green World, he, those are all just used cards. Like it's, it's weird to have okay. that. Yeah, right. That's to have that mindset yeah. to just like stop what you're doing, stop stop writing music stop playing instruments and just like do something else yeah to kind of refresh yourself and then come back with like a more mm-hmm. like a, a different perspective or like mm-hmm. a reset like mm-hmm. you know hit and refresh on a web browser kind of shit so yeah. he, he, used a, he used it with Bowie's albums he used it probably with Talking Heads so damn you know it's, it's, it's a cool that's really cool a cool add to yeah, there yeah. the mixing process for sure so he's kind of like mixing things around and like trying different things in mm-hmm. a sense because he's like yeah he's like stopping and he's like going a different path or like leading somewhere different mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. with 
Did he actually have like cards that he would just like? Yeah, he made them up, and then now you can buy them. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really right. cool. You can buy them. Yeah, <laughs> you can what buy them. Yeah, that's probably cool. A, probably a pretty penny. I'm gonna, but, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna use that for my next talent show. Yeah, like, <laughs> oblique strategies. Here we go. That's cool though. One uh, one song that I did want to bring up. Uh, what do you guys think of "By This River"? That's my honorable mention. Same for the piano. It's just, yeah, it's so good. That piano, like that piano. in it. Yeah, yeah it kind of. For some reason, when I was listening to it, it reminded me of Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, like I, sure. could pl- I could be like you know mining something or building a house. Then have Minecraft that in the with this in the background. Yeah, it's and I love Minecraft music. Yeah, like, the soundtrack to it is really fucking good. And <laughs> I was like this. I was like Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. That, very mellow, very yeah. ambient, very peaceful. And to kind of just to compare it to something for you know recency, the it kind of. To me, at least, I felt that it had almost two different halves to it, which is insane to say for yeah. a 10-track, 38-minute album, mm. or 39-minute, but you get, you know, through, like, King's Lead Hat, and then into Here He Comes, and then from Julie With on, it mm. kind of switches to where mm. there's nothing, it's not very, I don't know the, an exact word, but it's not as, like, upbeat or it bright. Slows it slow, it's it's slow. like It's like, you know, you're on mm-hmm. a freeway, and then you hit a school zone. Like it has that, it does very much yeah. like slow down, mm-hmm. and then you get songs like uh, "By This River," which is very piano heavy and mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, through Hollow Lands, also very also very peaceful, mm-hmm. another instrumental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you mentioned that, like it. I feel like the first half, mm-hmm. it's kind of like rock, a little very much like so. very yeah. soft rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second half, that's when it's like more instrumental, ambient, mm-hmm. um, just very like sound heavy with like peaceful sounds and like the piano right mm-hmm. so that's cool that he does that that it's two kind of different sides and what he can do if he has like these really talented artists and musicians working with him and then he's kind of more leading towards it like not beat heavy but they're like just ambient sounds and like right the produ- production that it's very mm-hmm. mellow which kind of segues into his the albums that he did after this the right stuff mm-hmm. that he was doing after this no, I was very impressed, honestly. I was shocked that, you know, it was one of those that I was, by the end of it, I was, like, really kind of starting to wrap my head around that it was kind of a two-parter, and then it ended. And I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted some more out of that. <laughs> like we were on, I was like, we were on a, on a good path there. Yeah. Uh, I thought I read up, too, um, on an article that someone did for this that they had 100 tracks. They did. What? They had 100 tracks they that they were going to pick up. That is true. And then they scrapped ninety of them. Ninety percent of them, yeah. Holy shit! And just picked ten songs out of a hundred. It's like uh, when we were talking about "Melancholy" by Smashing Pumpkins. How like the the, the only version of it on Spotify is nine hours long, and it's mm-hmm. like the deluxe ultimate remaster edition. Imagine them doing that for this. Just and you like, wonder what happened to the rest of those tracks. I don't think yeah. they're. I don't think they ever did anything with them. They're not available. But really, it's like what? What? That's so pretty weird. crazy. That is wild. Yeah. That's that shows a lot of creativity, honestly. To be sitting yeah. down to like produce, like you know, write, make, produce one album, track after, and track you just get a hundred yeah. songs. It's like, right. well, shit, pick your favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. ones did you really gel with? Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they damn. had all these people, so I see how it could happen. Like all those different musicians. Yeah, yeah like a hundred yeah. songs, just because. There's so many different. Yeah, the creativity mm-hmm. is just yeah out there, and it's. That's insane, but yeah, I read a, I read that I was like, holy fuck, yeah, a <laughs> hundred songs, and they still pressed it down just to ten songs. Yeah, like they could have put so much more on this. Yeah, and like it's really incredible. It's and to think, man, I'm that actually is fucking with me. The fact that there were a hundred <laughs> songs at one yeah. point. He worked, like like Jacob said, he worked with so many different musicians. Robert Fripp from King Crimson was a big part of Brian yeah. Eno's. They did an album together called No Pussy Footing, which is all instrumental, but holy shit. Very, you know, out there. You know, pretty cool. That's, wow. That's unreal. I wish I would, I didn't, I just read into like when this came out. I didn't read into all the different musicians on it. Um, yeah, no, it's very extensive. Very much so. Yeah, and that's, insane that he had that much to go off of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and it and it kind of goes into also when you work with that many different types of musicians 
it, you can kind of evade writer's block a little bit more mm -hmm. you know because you'd be like well we were just working with phil collins like what if, what if we got you know robert fripp or somebody like yeah that? like what like fuck <laughs> you like, get the next guy in here we're, yeah we, we're we're hitting a roadblock get get the other guy in here let's see, yeah. let's yeah. see where are my got. cards at yeah where are my cards <laughs> five for you five for me yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> go fish pick a card yeah <laughs> no i love this i'm glad that you brought it up because right on. i i hadn't i spent the entire time that we were that i was editing that uh instrumental day when you guys were talking about jabroni off that alchemist album how it sounded like a brian oh, eno yeah, track right. and i was like through. where the fuck do i know that name from and then turns out that he was a massive producer mm -hmm. and then finally getting to dive into one of his solo projects i was very happy with it i will probably try to find it myself not gonna lie <laughs> was that what it was was it sampled off of a Brian Eno song he, there was a he did an album on called that, on that uh, album? More, more Music for Films which is the album and it was more they're all I instrumental tracks that. and it was yeah. called Chords and that's the one you sent me right yeah yep. dang and like you said it was like he just picked up those which is cool because Brian Eno would be like hell yeah yeah, yeah. he's right. my shit yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's my stuff yeah he knows what he's doing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's fucking dope yeah. But I'll start with the top three. Hell yeah. Uh, I liked a lot of the instrumental tracks on this album because I, I like his ambient work. Uh, yeah. Julie With, because I think mm -hmm. that's one of the, the rare instrumentals on there. Spider and I. Yeah. Um, King's Let Hat, because it's very up-tempo. Yeah. You know, it's got that beat to it. And then honorable mention be By This River for the piano riff. and Yeah. That overall kind of, like you said, Minecraft and soft mm -hmm. feel. Yeah. 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 Very soothing. Yeah. Uh, I'll, based off of that, I'll go next. Uh, honorable mention for me was By This River, as we had kind of mentioned. Number three, King's Lead Hat, just because it was kind of towards the end of that first half, and mm -hmm. it was like the most like 70s sounding song almost. Mm -hmm. And then number two, Kurt's Rejoinder. Just when that song nice. first kicked in, I was like, yeah. damn, all right. Mm -hmm. And then number one, Backwater. I don't give a shit. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Thunder song. <laughs> it was tight. It was tight. Yeah. What about you, man? Um, I like, yeah, I'm kind of with Matt on this one. I like the instrumental tracks. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it does lead into what he was doing afterwards. But probably number one, um, No One Receiving. Yep. That's a solid intro um, to an album. That's so dense as this that it's ten tracks, and that's the first one you picked. Like, out of a yeah. hundred, it, it says something, I feel like. Um, probably after that... I really liked Energy Fools, The Magician. That one was good, too. That, yeah. that song's a good... It's very synthy. Yes. Um, it's kind of mysterious, in a way. Mm. Um, and then... By This River, mm -hmm. honorable mention, uh, Julie Witt. Nice. I like that Julie Witt song. But, uh, good stuff. Yeah, it's, thanks for bringing this up, man. I'm going to yeah. be looking out for that and uh, the another green one. Yeah, Another Green World. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Well... Solid. That was Matt's pick for this week, Before and After Science, by Brian Eno. We'll go ahead and get into the next one. Or our picks for next week. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. I see it. I'll saint it. I'll saint it. Oh, I saint it. Pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the Dances in the Night album by Fleetwood Mac, actually. <laughs> Tango in the night, asshole. Tango in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, Matt. You're the best. Convict. <laughs> Dude, we were talking about me. Oh, my God. I was uh, making food yesterday, and Gavin was sitting there rolling, and he put on Convicted, and I was like, dog, I no. could go buy this. I was like, I could go buy this right they now. They probably still got it there. They, prob they did last time I was there. Yeah. Uh, Someone got to bring up Akon, man. Start it. <laughs> Start the trend. And that's what I did yesterday. I went and got it. Uh, rule next week. <laughs> Don't try. Uh, so, as per usual, we're going to go ahead and dive into our picks for next week. At least introduce them. Uh, we'll go in the order as per usual. Uh, we'll go with me first. Going with an album that I'm very particularly fond of. I am picking Blonde by Ooh. Frank Ocean. Uh, his last album to come out, shit, what, 2017? It's been a while. Been yeah. Too long. Been too long. Uh, very interesting. It just came, uh, it just came. It just happened to be, like, its anniversary, too, like, 
Somewhat recently, I feel like. I feel, yeah. Yeah. But uh, very good album. Uh, Ready. I have a lot to talk about about that one. Interested to see what y'all got to say. But uh, what about you? Yeah, so mine next week, um, I'm going I'm to go back again. Some soul. Okay. Um, this is Fuji. Um, Mary, don't take me on no bad trip. Um, Damn. Came out in 68, 69. Let me see that album uh, cover again. Yeah, check out that. <laughs> check out the album cover. Hey. All right. Yeah. It does not have heads in his freezer. Like, you cannot tell me that like guy's a Humpty dance movie. before that song came Right? Out. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's awesome. I look funny, but. <laughs> no, it's, it's solid. It's some really good funk. Um, really funky, really soulful. Cool. I mean, it's like a staple. It, they took this off of Spotify, Damn. off of streaming in general, like a month or two ago. Damn. They finally brought it back, so I was like, I gotta get it before oh, cool. they take it off again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's again. awesome. Yeah. I'm interested to okay. see what that's about. Damn, nice. what do you got? I'm gonna go with uh, the one and only album ever made by this uh, artist, Jeff Buckley's Grace. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Grease, huh? Grace. Grace. Oh, Grace. Grace. Nice. The blessing. The blessing. <laughs> Good pull. Oh, uh, fuck. I like Jeff Buckley. I'll have to, I'm interested to see what that's, what that's all about. But those are our picks for next week's episode of What You Spinning. In the meantime, this has been episode 22. We will be back next week to talk to you all next time. Have a great week.